You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. This morning, we're going to talk about access. We all have access. We, we, the Holy Spirit is fully accessible to us. So we're going to talk about access. Last week was a big dream week for me. I had dreams every night. Some nights I had several dreams, uh, all kinds of different dreams, and we won't go into all of them, but I am going to preach from one of the dreams I had. And then I'm going to share the other one at the end of it, because uh, this is a revelation season. God is pouring out revelation. He wants us to see what is unfolding before us so that we can come into agreement with what he's doing. That's what he is. That's what he does. He's a revelatory. You know, I, he is a creator God, uh, not a replicator. Amen. You know, he creates. So I dreamed uh, that I was leaving on sabbatical, and I actually am leaving on sabbatical tomorrow, so I thought that was interesting. I'm dream and I'm just going to be gone for a few days, but uh, I just need some Jesus time. But I dreamed I was leaving on sabbatical, but I had to finish a class. And we were all together, and we all decided to go get a Starbucks. Now, that's no surprise, right? <laughs> but as we were there, uh, someone gave me a tiny book of Ephesians, it was a little bitty, like this big. And then someone, then I had a tiny book of revelations and in the dream, uh, I wrote on the Starbucks board that we're going to study revelation one and Ephesians one. And what we're looking for is Christ revelation to us through those two books. Amen. And the employees at Starbucks were so excited. They just wanted to know about Jesus. So, you know, maybe that's a word for our evangelism as we think about it. But so we're going to start with Revelation 1. We're going to read a little bit of Ephesians 1, but we're going to just talk a little bit about what I feel like God has shown me. And, you know, when you read a book of the Bible that you've read a lot like Revelation 1, especially Ephesians 1, um, you have to get through what's familiar before you can get the deeper revelation that God has for you. Because when you, sometimes when you read it, I know when I do, you know, you read it and you realize, yeah, yeah, I studied. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this. But then I went back through and I probably read them four or five times this week. And I went back through them. And each time there was just this extra little piece that God would show me. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. We won't read all of, of both of them because we really won't have time. But I'm just going to highlight the things that I feel like God is showing us. And the two areas we're going to look at this morning is the Trinity and the seven spirits of God. So those are the two things we're going to spend just a few minutes on. And in Revelation 1, and I'm going to read a little out of the Passion Translation, and I'm going to read a little bit out of the New King James. So it, it may seem a little bit different to you. But in Revelation 1, we see a clear um, identification of the triune God. You know, each one of them are, are spoken of specifically, spoken of in what they do, uh, how they uh, point to one another 
in Revelation. And Revelation talks about the holiness and the majestic and the beauty and the, the awe and the fear. You know, Revelation is all about the uh, wonder of the creator God, the heavenly God, the one that has done all to save us. So let me, I'm going to start there. We're going to read a little bit of that and, and then we'll go from there. Um, so first one, and like I said, this is out of the passion translation. Oh no, it does have that for me. Yeah. It says, uh, this is the unveiling of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to share with his loving servants. What must occur swiftly? So it's the unveiling of Christ, which God gave to him to share with us, right? Um, he clearly made it known by sending his angel to his loving servant, God. So not only, I mean, his loving servant, John. So not only is this the unveiling of that, but it is also this assistant by way of an angel for John too. And when I was reading that, uh, like I said, I've read it quite a few times. I've read through Revelation quite a few times. And as I was thinking about that, you know, it's amazing for us. One thing's enough. You know, if Jesus just speaking to us, that's enough. But, you know, God had everything. He had he himself, Jesus himself, the seven spirits, the angelic. You know, he wanted to make sure that John got the picture that he needed in the different facets, which John could understand. So that's good. Amen. We're going to have some agreement this morning. Amen. And the reason is, is because that's what God is doing. You know, we've talked about the outpouring of God and what God is doing. And what we realize is the outpouring is nothing like we know or understand. Amen. Because God is sending, I mean, that testimony that you gave me to your, about your son, God is sending these different dynamic, uh, uh, combinations to us in our lives so that we are able to fully engage in what he has in this time. And that's, that's pretty awesome. And we don't even realize half of it's going on. You know, there are things showing up. There's gold Cadillac showing up. I mean, really, there's there's the wind blowing the, the prayer. I mean, there are things happening and we're like ponder. We're all struck. We are trying to. I had this uh, experience. Um, we used to have a cabin up in North Georgia. And I don't know if you all remember the little iPods. Now we don't need iPods because we have phones that do everything. But I had an iPod and I had lost it. And, uh, when I was coming home, I always stop and get me a cup of coffee on my way home. Cause I leave at six in the morning when we come home from the cabin and I got out to get a cup of coffee. When I got back in my car, that iPod was sitting on my dash, you know, like on the console right there. I screamed cause it's been missing for a year. And I like am looking at it. I won't touch it. I don't know how it got there because it so startled me. And, you know, really the question is why? I already gotten another iPod. Someone had given me one because they knew I had lost mine. Why? Because. 
Because God is God. And he's going to show me that he's bigger than, I can have two iPods. That's no big deal. <laughs> no. But, and I still have it sitting out on my bookcase because when I look at it, it creates the awe, the fear of the Lord in me. And I looked at it. I called Chuck. I told him all about it. And he's like, just breathe. I'm like, I don't know if I can drive home. It's, it's nine hours. I just, I was so overwhelmed by the presence in my car. And, and so I was telling um, someone about it that was, uh, was somebody, anyhow, somebody <laughs> that was important to me. They, you know, had some spiritual leadership. They said, probably what happened is someone from uh, Starbucks, because that's where I was, uh, saw you and had stolen it from you last year and they put it back in your car. I'm like, that just takes Jesus completely out of it. Come on. I'm like, I ain't going with that one. <laughs> I'm not going with that one, but it was just, and that's what God does. He does these things that completely unglues us and we go through our natural mind. Like Shay was saying, well, was the fan on? We go through our natural mind because God is so overwhelming us with his presence and with those confirmations and those signs and those, uh, words. And, and like that testimony I read, I came up and I got prayer for this, but nothing happened. But when I got home, I realized something happened and now my whole life is empowered and I'm moving forward. That is who our God is. He wants us to understand the beauty and the magnificence and the overwhelming oneness of who he is, that creator God, that holy, 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 like we sang today. We're on our face. We're on the floor. We're awe. But then he also brings in this personal I'm going to speak to you face to face right. and we'll read a little of this, but anyhow, let's go on. But that's what I want to talk about. We have access to more than we understand. Right. We have such a great access to God. Okay. Verse two, it says, I, John bore witness to the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. A glorious blessing rests upon the one who reads this message and upon those who hear and embrace the words of this prophecy for the appointed time is in your hands. We're talking about a Kairos time. We're talking about when the time is opportune, when, when everything's like fat, for the season. And then it just occurs, you know, we wait and wait and wait. It's not a chronological time. It's not like 1146, 1147. It's not chronological. It's Kairos. It's when yeah. all the dynamics come together and suddenly there is a breakthrough in something that we have waited for. We have declared, we have anticipated, we've even gotten tired of waiting We've even gotten discouraged in our waiting. But then suddenly the timing of God, the movement of our obedience, all of these dynamics come to time, come together and the Kairos, the, the opportune time open up and it, it happens for us. And that's what we are to do. We are to hear, we're to embrace, and we are to go after what the word of God says. Yeah. We are to go after it. The word of God is not sleepy. Amen. 
the word of God is alive and it's yeah. dynamic and it's powerful. So we have to go after it as well as the prophetic words have been given to us. Yeah. Verse four, it says from John to the seven churches in Western Turkey, may the kindness of God's grace and peace overflow to you from him, which is God, who is who was and who is to come. Yeah. So it's from God who is, who was, and who is to come. It's from the I am, Exodus yeah. 3, I am. Yeah. Say that I am sent you. That is who this is from. It is from the I am yeah. and from the seven spirits who are in front of the throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn among the dead, yeah. the ruling king. So here is the, the revealing the regale of the glory of the king being displayed to us. You know, John talks about the I am, the, the God, the I am have sent, I've, I am have sent you yeah. and the seven spirits and the firstborn. Yeah. And now to the one who constantly loves us and has loosed us from our sins by his own blood and who is, and to the one who has made us to rule as kingly priesthood to serve his God and father to him be the glory and the dominion throughout eternity of eternities. Amen. Amen. That is so powerful, isn't it? That is so powerful. You know, in Ephesians 1, and we're going to go to Isaiah 11 in a minute, but let me just look at Ephesians 1 for a minute. And this is going to be out of the Passion Translation. You know, Revelation talks about the kingdom. It talks about the heavenlies, the throne rooms, uh, all those different things. Chapter one and chapter four, I was reading, it talks to the churches and what needs to happen, but it has this overarching big picture of who God is. And Ephesians talks about what do we do with the God who has called us? You know, it talks about us and how do we engage with the eternal God in a reality of how he's called us to be. Amen. So let me read a little of Ephesians one. It says, I'm writing this letter to all the devoted believers. That would be us, right? Amen. And what, who are we? We're the ones who have been made holy yeah. by being one with Jesus, the anointed one. Right. So here's the one we just read about. In Revelation, the one who has saved us from our sin, the one who has given it all for us, the regal king who has made us holy. Yeah. Verse two, it says, may God himself, the heavenly father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives. Amen. And here's this combination of the father and Jesus and operation together over us because verse three, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already yeah. say, I, I've already got it. Already got it. I, I got it. You do have already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, yeah. all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. The word says that we are hidden in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. In in John 17 it says that we are one with Christ. Yeah. When when the father sees us, he sees us in Christ. Yeah. 
So when he looks at his son, he sees you carried, holding within his son. Now imagine that. Just put that in your head for just a minute. You close your eyes and you've got the holy God, the creator of all, looking at his son in his kingdom regale and he sees your face because you are hidden in Christ because you've been made one with Christ because you're joined with him because you chose to believe and all of this holy impossibility becomes a natural reality for us so we live in that supernatural spirit realm with him that is a big bite to chew on this morning right God I love Jesus (laughs) and I love it because I just don't understand it you know I mean I can read it and I can get pictures of it and God reveals things but still there's that big thing that's like how does that all work God that you would love us so much that you would provide that opportunity for us to be one with the most holy God, triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How does that really work? That you love us so much. Whew. He's like, if you only knew, if you only knew, you know, every day he reveals a little bit more to us. And not only that, Ephesians goes on to say, we have been sealed. We are the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. So that triune God in us, we see our identity in the triune God through Ephesians 1. And it continues to talk about the calling that he has for us, the predestiny that he has made for us. So, whew, I just love that. Don't you love that? Amen. And that's just the, the scratching of the top surface. But I did this morning, I want to spend just a little time on Isaiah 11. And I want to talk about uh, the seven spirits of God. And I want to talk about it a little bit just in us understanding the access to what the spirit of God provides us in the everyday. Amen. You know, we can, we live, I can, I'm not going to say we can, because we live out of the spirit. At what level is our own choosing? But the spirit is in us and available to us to tap into every need we have every need we have. And this is going to be out of the Passion Translation, and, and, and I don't believe we have that up there. I think all we have is the uh, New King James, but uh, I just want to read this to us. So uh, verse uh, 2 starts with, and out of the Passion, it says, the spirit of Yahweh will rest upon him. And he's talking about, you know, of course, uh, Christ. And uh, when we talk about the spirit resting upon us, we understand that when Pentecost came, the spirit was released. And not only does it dwell within us, but it rests upon us to empower us to do the things that God has called us to do. So we are fully immersed in the spirit of the Lord, right? And the word, the picture that the Lord kept giving me this morning, he said, go and read Acts 19. And I'm not going to go through this. And, and no, I didn't give you anything on that. But um, when Paul goes to Ephesus, uh, there, there's a group of men there. And, and he talks to them, have you received the Holy Spirit? And he lays hands on them and he releases the Holy Spirit 
into them, over them, through them. He baptizes them. And we have to understand and remember and put a demand on that baptism of the spirit, the receiving of the spirit that we have as believers. So I just kind of want to keep that in mind. I want to stir up what we already have. Um, and then the next one is, it's the spirit of Yahweh resting upon him. And then the spirit of extraordinary wisdom or skillfulness. Now, would you say that you have extraordinary wisdom? The answer is yes. yes amen. The answer is yes. <laughs> that wasn't a trick question, but then maybe it was. I don't know. Because the spirit of the Lord lives in us and the spirit of the Lord is the spirit with extraordinary wisdom. Yeah. So if we need wisdom, even James says we ask for wisdom and God will give it to us. So we understand that wisdom already dwells within us. Right. It's just a matter of how it manifests through us. <laughs> Sorry, Rita. It really wasn't a trick question. But, but, but you know, that is just like a, a very simple example. We do not see ourselves as Christ sees us. We just read that every spiritual blessing we ha he has, every heavenly blessing, we already have. So it's in us. And honestly, it comes out of us. And we don't even realize, we're like, that was such a good answer. Where did that come from? It was a spirit of wisdom that poured out of us. And we're like, dang, we're good. We are good. I knew more than I thought I knew. Yes, because the spirit of the living God lives within us, right? And, you know, if you think about Deborah, right? Deborah, the judge. She sat before the people of Israel and released that judicial wisdom right. over them yes. was able to help them discern right and wrong because of the spirit dwelling on her, enabling her to do that. Right. right. So we have that each one of these I'm going to talk about. We're going to say, I have that because we do. Amen. We may not think because it's our natural mind that's trying to assimilate a spiritual uh, uh, gift that we already have. So our natural mind doesn't contain the wisdom that our spiritual mind does. So what happens is that extraordinary wisdom comes out of our spirit through our natural mind and out of our mouth or onto our paper or whatever it is we need. Right. So it is already in us. So, so do not even hesitate to say I carry supernatural wisdom. Yes. Right. Amen. The next one is the, the spirit of perfect understanding or the spirit of intelligent insight. And uh, I really just want to say one word to us because I've been praying over this Luke scripture for a while and it's Luke 21 and it's 14 through 15. And I, it, I love this because how many of you try to figure everything out ahead of time so you're fully prepared so just in case anything happens, you know exactly what to do. Right. Yes. Yes. Sometimes I even make notes on it. Right. <laughs> but it says Luke 21, 14 through 15. It says, so make up your minds not to prepare beforehand to defend yourself. For I will give you words and wisdom, which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. So whatever we need, 
It doesn't mean we don't prepare for things. It doesn't mean we don't, you know, get ready for work and prepare for whatever we're supposed to do. Uh, but what it means is we aren't going to have it all figured out because we've got to have room for the spirit to breathe into what he wants to add to what we've prepared. Right. We, we've got to allow room. It's like our worship. We allow room for the spirit to do what he wants to do while we're all together. But because probably none of us spend an hour, an hour and a half every morning worshiping just because of time limitations. We may have worship music on and all that. But to have that uh, intentional planning of just waiting on the Holy Spirit to just really breathe on us and talk to us and heal us or drop a word of knowledge or prophetic word. That's what we're looking for is the room within our preparation to allow the spirit to infuse the things from heaven he wants to release. Right? Okay. So that's good. That's good. We can, we can just say we're like Daniel. You know, we have that extraordinary spirit of knowledge and intellect to be able to solve whatever problem is before us. Okay. The spirit of wise strategy. And this is actually comes from, um, um, the understanding out of Exodus eighteen nineteen, And this is where um, Moses is trying to do everything himself. And his father-in-law says, no, raise up others yeah. that can release wisdom and counsel. Put your hands on them and take what you have, give to them so they're able to take care of these things. So understand that we are able to impart what we have. We're able to release people that we've pulled in and we feel like God has called us to mentor them and encourage them and to build them up and help them to get in positions. We're able to impart that to them. Uh, So we have, I just want us to grab a hold. We just have to say, we have it all. We have it all. And God, you're just going to teach us how to use it, right? He's going to teach us how to use it. Um, And then the spirit of might, mighty power. And, um, and that is the power, not only to work in miracles and signs and wonders, but it's the power to win a war without lifting a finger. And I was reading out of second uh, Chronicles 20 where Jehoshaphat was going to war and he sought the Lord and the Lord said, praise and worship me. That is your warfare. And that praise and worship released a, a spirit of might and power over his enemy. And God routed them all through their praise and worship. We have that ability to do that. The spirit of revelation. And we know that God gives us a spirit of revelation. We carry the spirit of revelation within us. And uh, Jesus withdrew often to spend time with the father, to receive what the father had, to build that experience of intimacy with him. And then he was able to go about and confound everyone. Everyone was like, listen to his wisdom. Listen to the words that he says. And basically they were like, he's nothing. He shouldn't know all this stuff. 
And we walk with that to be able to release solutions in a, in a, in a time where there's problems and challenges, to be able to release just the right word over a situation that breaks the stronghold that's, that's on it. We carry this within us. The, really, the name of the sermon should be, we got it all, right? <laughs> we may change the name, Noah. No. And then lastly, the, the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord, um, you know, when we think about the fear of the Lord, it's just this awe-encompassing wonder that we have that manifests in different ways. It, it manifests in trembles. It manifests in just joy and overwhelm because we're such an awe. It, it manifests in, in ways that we don't understand. And in one of the interpretations in some of the commentaries I was reading, it says, he will fear him. He will fill him with the spirit of fear of the Lord, which is absolute loyalty to God. That's right. Yeah. And the uh, aromatic can be translated as he will shine forth with the reverence of the Lord. Lord. Yeah, the, the fear of the Lord for all of us. Yes. And, and like I said, we, we have it in us. Yeah. But sometimes we have to stir it up within us. Amen. So that's all I want to talk about on that. I want to share the last dream that I had. And I shared it on Friday night at Prophetic Night. Prophetic Night was great. If you weren't here, uh, it's just amazing. Prophetic Night is just amazing what God's been doing. But I dreamed that um, we had above that outside, like in the city, there were above ground pipes, the big blue ones, the water pipes, and they had burst. And water was flooding out, flooding out. And everybody was gathering around to see the water. And the Lord said to me while we were watching was, you cannot contain what I am releasing. Yes, that's right. And, and that's what I feel like this message is about. We cannot contain what God wants to release through us. And yes, we can talk about revival around us and all that, but it takes the through us in order to get there around us to occur. Right. And, and we need to be um, to open up our spirit, our senses, our ability uh, to say, Holy Spirit, activate and use everything that's in me. Pour in more. Fill me up with more. The more I release, the more I want. We want to be able to move in this ability as God is flooding the earth with his presence, he's flooding his people with revelation and solutions yeah. to bring forward in this season, yeah. in this Kairos time. He is flooding us. Yeah, that's right. And we can't contain it. And if we try to contain it, we will kill it. We will kill it. So we have to be like the full open spout. You know, John 7, 38, out of your belly, out of our bellies is coming a river of flowing water. That's right. Out of our bellies. It doesn't say that it's coming out of the trees. It doesn't say that it's coming out of the ground. It's coming out of his people, us, his bride. So we have to remember out of us is coming the transformation for our city, for our children, for our nation, for this world. Yeah. 
through the power of the Holy Spirit, this triune God that dwells within us, that dwells over us, that engages with us at levels we don't understand. We're part of the plan. Amen. 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 Stand up. We'll pray for a minute. And like I said, I think that just scratched the surface of what God was telling me. Oh, I forgot to share Matt. I wanted to share the thing that Matt said too. Matt, I sent Matt that text and Gina and told him my dream. And he sent me back a thing that same night. Uh, he said, while he was cleaning up the kitchen, I heard the Lord say the flood is coming. He said it three times to him. The flood is coming. The flood is coming. The flood is coming. We cannot contain the flood waters that are coming. Amen. So let's just receive those flood waters. Woo, Lord, we just thank you for the flood waters. We, we thank you that we cannot contain you. And Lord, do we don't want to. So if we try to just give us a little tap on the shoulder saying, hey, oh, that's containment. We want a free-flowing river here. So, Father, I just thank you for the river that lives within us. I thank you for you, the triune God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Holy, the, the Redeemer, the King, all of those things, God, that, that just holy, barely encompass from our words to you, but they are the magnificent brilliance and glory of who you are. And God, I thank you from that, from you, creator God, you have poured into us your spirit. You have poured into us the ability for wisdom, for power, the ability to have the fear of the Lord. It is you that have given us the ability to have that fear and awe of you. So, God, I just thank you for that. And today, Lord, we just receive the floodwaters. We receive the floodwaters. We don't want to be ankle deep. We don't want to be knee deep. God, we just want to be rolling in the water of your spirit and, and just releasing all that you have poured within us to release. God, that there will be unusual miracles, that there will be like Melanie, just someone just waiting to, to be saved. And, and Ruth and Brad, God, just send the harvest our way. Give us the people that need a solution for their businesses, for their families for their marriages and let that spirit of wisdom pour out from us so that they will have the breakthrough that they need. So God, just thank you. We thank you. We exalt you. You are holy and beautiful. And we look forward to the flood water <laughs> that cannot be contained <laughs> pouring out and around us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.